Hello, and welcome to Seroptimus International Voices, where we give a global voice to women and girls. SI Voices is a space where women's stories and issues are heard as we celebrate 100 years of our remarkable organization. We will reveal and rediscover the history of our global movement while educating and informing on many of the key challenges affecting women and girls today. Welcome everyone to this episode of SI Voices. My name is Sue Riney and today our guest is Sharon Fisher, president of Seroptimist International, who will soon be completing her two-year term of office. Welcome, President Sharon. Hello, Sue. Thanks for having me on today. Well, this has definitely been a unique time to serve as president of our organization taking place not only during Seroptimus Centennial celebrations, but also during a global pandemic. I have a feeling these past two years didn't exactly turn out the way you were expecting. How did the reality of what you experienced compare against the expectations you had for this role? Well, it's definitely been interesting. I uh, remember in my uh, career having mentors tell me that every once in a while something happens that changes everything forever. And you know, in that moment, things will not be the same. And anytime we take on a leadership role, we believe we can make a difference. And that's the whole idea of of moving forward and planning and learning. And I remember uh, at the beginning of my term, sitting in New York in the United Nations and planning for the Commission on the Status of Women. And we were feeling quite proud of ourselves that we had a lot of networking done and contacts and it was going to be so wonderful and we went home and two weeks later we were in lockdown unknown when we were going to come out and all of the planning we had done we knew was at risk and you have to sit and rethink everything you planned and meanwhile around the world everybody's looking to you saying and now what are you going to do so it's certainly been an interesting time And I can tell you that for the first couple of weeks and then months, you spend a lot of time thinking, but then everybody in the world is doing the same thing. But it took about 60 days before we started to see people needing to do something to help women and girls all over the world. And thank goodness for social media. So it's definitely been an interesting time. This pandemic changed every single thing that we had planned for the term, but in many cases in a positive way. So it's been, it's been uh, an interesting journey. It impacted so much of our lives and so much of our organization. And I know the road to equality, your president's appeal also had to pivot uh, as a result of COVID focusing more than was originally anticipated on raising awareness within the membership of the issues rather than on the ground projects. But I know you've shared that there were learnings and benefits that resulted from that as well, weren't there? Absolutely. One of the, one of the greatest things I wanted to accomplish was to communicate with members around the world on the issues that we deal with at the global level and bring them down to the local level so that local clubs could understand where they fit and where their work was going to take us forward. And because of the pandemic, uh, one of the early things I did was 
not just social media, but to reaching out through webinars and meetings. The first initiative was to take our annual general meeting online and showcase our work. And it was very successful. Our members absolutely enjoyed that. They, it gave them the connection they were looking for. And what was so interesting, it was across federation boundaries. So as you know, our organization is five federations. And to talk to somebody from five continents in, a, in an hour call and hear how they're doing was very motivating for our members. And we learned from each other. We learned what they were doing in COVID. We learned what they were doing in their clubs. It was amazing. And um, that allowed us to fulfill that goal of talking about the global issues that we care so much about that we advocate for at the highest levels. It took it right to the local community and uh, made a difference for everybody. It was, it was actually a benefit. So speaking of the appeal itself, were there particular elements of the projects or the appeal itself that impacted you or, or you were most excited about? I think that the communication with our members was the best. It really, really made a difference. And it culminated with our 100th anniversary event where we had you know, close to 4,000 people registered from around the world and many more who will be able to watch our work online. That to me was um, the ultimate because not only did it cover my appeal or our the Road to Equality appeal, it covered the presidents who came before me and told their stories. And I always say the Seroptimists deal in stories. That's what we like. That's what we hear. That's what we remember. We remember hearing about a project and how a woman or a girl has been impacted by a project. And we take great pride in that. So all of the online storytelling that we were able to bring to the members really, really was um, a moment for me because the uh, testimonials, the um, accolades you get for uniting membership, uniting people who hadn't been able to see each other and uniting people who'd never met before. That to me, um, if you motivate everybody, they're all going to want to do more. And that to me was, was the biggest success. So all during the time we were doing webinars and these podcasts, we also culminated with this big event in October that just was the icing on the cake. And now all these stories are recorded for members for many years to come to share our legacy. It is wonderful. Now, I've seen you in a variety of Seroptimist leadership capacities over the years, Sharon, and observed the way that you've approached various tasks and roles. So as you look back at the past two years, how would you describe the approach you brought to this particular position in terms of the, the kind of leader you wanted to be or the leadership style you wanted to exhibit? Well, I always like to think that uh, just because you're in that top job doesn't mean you're not approachable. And so I always like to think that I can make time for anybody. And I very much encouraged uh, clubs and unions, regions to um, ask me to attend their events. And I think there's only been one event I've declined because I had a double booking that day. But I have tried to speak at 
federation, union region, even club level. And they have so appreciated it. I can't begin to say how many times I've gone online to a meeting and had them say, this is the first time in the history of our club that the president has has attended. And they're thrilled. Um, not that I think I'm saying wonderful words, but just my, just the presence of the office being there uh, gives the members something that they're very proud of. And I've also observed that in many of our efforts, you've had to use both your right brain and your left brain uh, to um, identify solutions to the various topics we were uh, working on. But which of your skills do you think you most lean on or relied on during your term? That's a good question. I would say it's probably a group of skills. I don't know if it's skills or experience, but I, my career, um, although I'm a professional accountant, my career was in um, capital formation and uh, taking companies public. So you had to make sure the structure was uh, sound and also the entrepreneurial spirit that you bring um, projects forward. And I think every time I've undertaken a seroptimist position, that's something I've heavily relied on. Probably didn't realize it at the time, but to know that your project makes sense, your plan makes sense, and you've got the tools and, and the skills to carry it forward um, because there's, there's governance issues, there's creating projects, there's um, promotion, um, there's technology skills, and all of them are the same skills as starting a new business. So I found that that was probably what I leaned the most on and the um, friendliness of approaching people. I would say that the entrepreneurial nature of my career has been something I've relied on heavily. It served you well. So what aspect of the two years did you enjoy the most or maybe which are you most proud of? Well, I'm, I'm certainly proud of our 100th anniversary event. And I know, Sue, you were very much a part beside me. I so appreciated it. We um, started together with a, with a vision and... Um, weren't really sure what the roadmap looked like to get there, but I knew that we must have an event. We knew it could not be in person. And we started and put a team together to work with us. And gosh, every week for almost a year, we've been meeting and it's been fun. It's been memorable. It's been historical. And I know it culminated um, a month ago in Seattle, where we were in a studio live streaming that event, and the testimonials we got from our members will stay with me for a long time. There was comments, this is the best meeting I've ever been at for Seroptimus. And of course, we were, well, that's great, but really? And it was, um, it felt good. It felt good to work so hard and bring something forward and have it so appreciated by so many there just were not there were no negative comments everybody valued what they experienced that weekend and if we can just do more and more of that it would be amazing it was truly a tremendous event and so memorable and what our tagline is we know was uh, that we were celebrating our bright past and our brilliant future. So what, what do you think SI can do or, or should do 
to continue the amazing work that has been happening to progress us towards that brilliant future. Communicate, communicate, communicate. We need to hear from clubs and unions and regions and federations. We need to feed information back down again. We need to share our stories. I've been very verbal about sharing our stories. And I think it's it's what our business is, sharing stories. That's what we need to do, whether we're sharing them with member states at the United Nations or sharing them with our next door neighbor. They all carry an impact because so many of the things we do for women and girls, a lot of people in the world are unaware they're going on. And the more people that talk about it, the more success in finding solutions and um, saving women and girls from gender-based violence, from poverty. It's all connected. And I think we can do um, so much together. The collective impact of us working together is very strong. So Sharon, you've been a member of Seropmus for 35 years and have reached the highest position a member can within Seroptimist. You've been an advocate for women and girls. And how do you see yourself staying connected with all these issues and helping to be part of the solution? That's a good question. It's always interesting to me because every position I take, I take in the moment and I'm not thinking forward usually. And um, as I've said, once you learn about issues, you can't unlearn them or pretend they don't exist. So you're, I would say, hooked on the issues that you are passionate about. And um, making a change at this level is, is not only challenging, but it's very gratifying because you know that you carry experience that people have invested in you, that you have a responsibility to carry that forward. I very much intend to stay involved. I have no idea how, but I'm sure there will be ways. I'm very active with my club. I'm active with my region. And um, I'll probably remain active in, in, some, in some way with our UN engagement. But there's many ways you can be connected. You just have to want to do it. And uh, with, with social media and with, with uh, online virtual platforms now, there's no reason you can't be involved as much as you want and do as much as you want. There's many opportunities out there. And um, the more of us involved that way, the better we all are off for women and girls globally. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sharon. And I want you to know it has been a tremendous honor to have been able to work so closely with you these past two years and and being able to be part of the SI 100th event is is a highlight of my own Seropmus life that I'm never going to forget. The global connections you created have moved our organization forward dramatically and hopefully will continue to be built upon for many years to come. We all thank you so, so very much. Now we invite all our listeners to join with Seroptimus as we continue towards our brilliant future. If you'd like to know more about how you can get involved, just reach out to us via our website, www.seroptimistinternational.org. Thank you for listening, everyone, and join us next time on SI Voices. You've been listening to SI Voices, a podcast hosted by Seroptimist International. Follow us on social media for our latest news and updates at Seroptimist Global on Facebook and Instagram and at Seroptitweet on Twitter. You can also check out our website, seroptimistinternational.org. 
Please join us next time on SI Voices.